25 stories that made MLS, but we might have to... No, we're not going to change our name. We're just going to do something different because we're talking about Season 2. What's up, guys? It's Tudor Ramen. And I'm Nital Ramen. It's, uh, it's been a minute, man. It's been a long while. Uh, we had a little bit of hiatus. The world is in a pandemic since we've been gone, I think. Yep. Um, MLS is back. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, at time of recording, we are hours away from knockout stages, round of 16. It's been a fun tournament. So, so far, far, yeah, I think so. Um, but I think we wanted to do like a little intermission podcast to talk about um, season two. Yeah, I'm going to let you take lead on that one because this is, um, we're doing something very different. Yeah, we... Um, I think to start off, we're handling two things at once. Am I yes. right about that? Yes, we're. This really should be two seasons, and we're gonna do a simultaneous. But everybody has time. <laughs> yeah. What else do we got? We got so much time on our hands. Um, the two ideas that we were going back and forth on. Um, the first one was actually like I would love to take credit for this idea, but this actually came from a listener who, after season one was over, came forward and was like, "Hey." Um, it'd be great if you if you did season two on this, and it's from a, a, a listener named Sharif Solomon, and uh, his idea was, hey, could you do a show about the development of women's national team and highlight their successes and challenges on the backdrop of how other no- notable nations were handling their team's development and how kind of the U.S. became the dominant player in an international sport in women's soccer, right? And it's a really good idea. It's a really, really good idea. So the first idea building off of that um, was 25 stories that made women's soccer in the U.S., basically. Which is probably too long for a handle. We're keeping our handle, though. Yeah, we're keeping the handle. I mean, but there's 25 stories of that. There's 25 stories of on that. On top of what? And the second idea we had was, um, you know, MLS doesn't have a Hall of Fame. U.S. soccer has a Hall of Fame. Yes, they but do. Major League Soccer doesn't have a Hall of Fame, and you know, uh, maybe it's because it's only been twenty-five years in. But I feel like we should start thinking about it now. Yeah, and I think I mean I don't know when you know it's a good it's a good thing to look up when like Major League Baseball started their Hall of Fame, like at what year? Mm. Um, maybe twenty-five years is too early, but I I think you can probably do a Hall of Fame right now. And so, the the second idea we had was around almost like the first class. Of a fictional Hall of Fame, who are the first 25 that's in? And doing a story on each one. So 25 stories on would-be Hall of Famers in Major League Soccer. All right. And um, on, and, on, and our decision after a poll. You did a poll online. So we talked about this back and forth. We couldn't decide which one to do. We like both ideas. So we asked people on Twitter, and the results came back almost exactly 50-50. Yeah. Like, right down the line. And a lot of people were like, we need both. And so we have a lot of time on our hands. So season two will be both of those stories. It'll be kind of like... Simu- one one part of it will be around just 25 stories around um, uh, what made women's soccer in the U.S. The other one will be 25 stories on should-be Hall of Famers. I mean, I, I think we should talk logistics. Are we doing one episode Hall of Fame, the next episode women's soccer, or are we doing each episode has half the episode of Hall of Fame, then women's soccer? Oh, no, no, no. I think one episode of women's soccer, once, one episode. That means we're doing, we're, we're going to drop 50. 50 episodes plus bonus episodes, guys. 
It's going to be a long season. It's going to be very long. But got to give the people what they want. Yeah, I guess so. Right. And so so the uh, as we talked about it, I think the format of the 25 stories that made women's soccer in the U.S., I think it's going to be pretty similar to what we're used to. It's going to be the same kind of research stories things we didn't know before i'm definitely gonna i'm definitely gonna know nothing i mean and this is, this. this is exciting for me because I, I i'm i'm gonna know i during the research of the first season like i learned a lot about major league soccer but i had a pretty good base my base on on women's soccer history is not as big so like a lot of the is it gonna be more work and research but i think i'm gonna learn a lot more which is exciting for me and um and uh and yeah so that one but that one i think is gonna have the same format for the hall of fame i think it's worth talking about kind of the rules right because i think we've already started talking about the preliminary list on Mm -hmm. who's in it who's not in it and um it's important i think to talk a little bit of how we're thinking about it right and so like what, what are the rules for um what we're saying should be the hall of fame players um, that we're going to do episodes on. So we'll do a little bit of a preview there. Um, I'm pulling up kind of what we have as our kind of rule. So Right. And as a precursor to that, it's like this is a Hall of Fame specifically for MLS. And the yeah. thing about a lot of players that we love is they move around leagues a lot or they've contributed to U.S. soccer a lot. So let's go over the list. Yeah, that's the first rule. I think one is... We're only for this for this list for this season. We're only considering on-field performance in Major League Soccer, like what you said, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no bonus points for stardom, right? So David Beckham, as we talked about in 25 Stories That Made MLS, is huge in making the league, right? But when we're talking about the Hall of Fame credentials, we're only looking at on-field yeah. performance in MLS. In we're MLS. not carrying over what he did at Man U. Right. Yeah. Or, or like, or, bar, uh, or how sorry, important it Real was. Madrid, yeah. Yeah. How important he was for like business development. Yeah. No, we're not talking about that. It's literally performance. Yeah. On field. We're not talking about potential. So Alfonso okay. Davies was an episode. Huge amount of potential. Didn't. Ka- yeah, but he was sold to Bayern Munich. Yeah, and um, you know he had a few years in Vancouver. So if he makes a list, it's only based upon his performance for that time in yeah. Vancouver, right? Um, no, uh, bonus points for having a great career in Europe afterwards or U.S. men's national league performance. So like we think about Clint Dempsey, all time U.S. soccer legend. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about him in, in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he left for the prime of his career in, to yeah, play in to England. Fall. Yeah. Right. And that, so we're only counting his time with the revolution and his time for the Sounders. Yeah. All right. And we're, no bonus points for post playing career. So like. Players like uh, Jason Christ, Ben Olsen had good MLS careers, but also like huge coaching careers as well. Mm-hmm. No bonus points for that. So only MLS performance on field. That's one. Rule number two, longevity matters. So, you know, being very good for a long period of time in MLS is a definitely a bonus. Yeah. Okay. So, so re- I mean, for any player that's been all-time league, MLS probably has a leg up. Yeah. Right. Brightness matters. Brightness meaning like how intensely good you were. Right. So like if you have, if you are really, if you are good for a really long period of time versus maybe someone's been in the league for only eight years and not 12 years, 
but has multiple best 11s or MVP, mm-hmm. that's those are really, really big positives to be on the list, right? Being very like being a top three player in the league matters. Honors and trophies matter. So best 11s, winning cups, winning shields, these things matter. Number five, it's reflective of stats as of today, which means that current players are eligible. You don't have to be retired for us to think of you in this list. Um, But the only stats that we are considering are the stats as of today, right? So we're not projecting a single minute after this. Um, Big one comes to mind is like Joseph Martinez, right? Like already has ridiculous stats, but you'd have to make the assumption, provided he stays in MLS, even though he said he wants to. You would assume on a long enough timeline that he would make it. But as of today, he's three seasons in, right? So he wouldn't wouldn't count. Like he's three seasons in, three incredible seasons in, but like 80 goals. But that's what we're counting. We're not counting the idea that like, I mean, all chances are that if he stays in Atlanta United and he stays somewhat healthy, that he's going to break every goal scoring record. Right. We're not counting any of that. This same thing would go to Vela, like a player like Vela. Yeah. Rule number six, this isn't a best 11 list or a 23. Like, we're not really, in our 25, we're not really going out of our way to make sure there's the appropriate amount of left backs on this list, right? Or, like, goalkeepers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like... But there is some balance, right? There's a some level, of, like, it's not 25 strikers and forwards, right? So there is mm-hmm. some level of balance in there, but we're not... Thinking about, hey, this 25, let's make this a soccer team and how they're going to perform on the field in a 4-3-3. No, we're just mostly picking the best 25 people. And then rule number seven, um, the last one. This is just the first 25 in. So the season, I mean, MLS is season 25 right now. If you look at most Hall of Fames of other sports leagues, around three or four people get in every year, right? So if MLS had a Hall of Fame now... Like, they would probably, at this point, have 45, 50, 60 players in this. in this Up for consideration voting? No, in, in, in an actual Hall of Fame, they okay. would probably have 45 or 60. So we're only talking about who we think are the first 25 in, right? Like, the no-brainers. Right. Um, so if your player is not on this list, it does not mean that we don't think they're a Hall of Famer. It just means that we think they're not in the first class. I remember us talking about the people we have on the list, and it once we got down to like the last five, it was tough choices. Yeah, as it always is. But like, yeah. there not to give away anything, but like there are players that won't make our twenty-five that we a hundred percent think are Hall of Famers. Right. 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 So we we won't give it away. We'll probably talk about it at the end of the people who just missed out or like. We'll probably do a short episode on like bonus ode on, bonus ode on like yeah. players that we think are Hall of Famers but aren't in the twenty five. But that's sort of um, that's sort of the idea. Those seven rules kind of make up who we think are the twenty five that should get in. Cool. Anything else on uh, a preview for uh, Hall of Fame? Nope. I think I think that about covers it. And what do we got for basically the structure or the plan for for women's soccer? Um, in terms of like that, that's the one that you, I think you just said it is going to be, 
it's going to sound familiar to season one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what episode one is going to be. It's going to be about Title Nine. Just like yeah, it has it, to start there. Yeah, like if you if we think about how we started the first season, we didn't start with like um, the, the league's founding. We actually started before the league's founding. Like what set up the league to get founded mm-hmm. was the nineteen eighty four Olympics. Um, much like I think what set up professional soccer for women in this country was first and foremost Title Nine. So that's episode one. Yeah, for sure. And there'll be 25 episodes that will be in chronological order, more or less, you know, that kind of build into interesting stories that resulted in what I think is, I mean, I mean, undebatably like a dominant force in international sports, which is the U.S. women's team. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the professional landscape, if there is a sports league that I would personally want to invest in the most, would probably be NWSL. Yeah. Because unlike MLS, MLS's challenge is like building up the quality to be competitive in the global landscape. Right. Here we have the dominant, you know, we have a dominant talent pool, right? We have the best players from around the world. And if you look at the ratings and how popular the Women's World Cup is and the U.S. Women's National Team is, I mean, that's a team with stars that are bigger stars than any of the men's players i would argue there's more opportunity in women's soccer than other women's sports in the in the u.s i mean tennis comes to mind that is oh, like yeah. up there yeah you're right about that tennis. um but yeah it's just like i think the opportunity at nwsl is like putting in and investing in the right infrastructure mm-hmm. to make sure the league is successful and, and and there's some risk to that in terms of like you know, European club teams are already trying to pick off the, our best players right. to play in Europe and not here. And so that's that's the only risk. But it's like you already have the best players. You already have a nation that watches it at least every two years with the Olympics. And and so you just have to put together the professional league and put together, you know, the platform, which NWSL is already making great strides towards, you know, like. Um, so to me, that that's a really exciting story to be. They told. also, as a league, make some big moves, didn't they? Kind of pioneer what to do during this time in the pandemic. Right, the Challenge Cup, which is um, also the title game, is Houston Dash versus Chicago Red Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were the first professional league out. You know, they beat MLS. Um, you know, they uh, showed the way in how to how to like. You know, run sports in this landscape and trailblaze trailblazing in, in multiple ways, right? So I'm like I said, I'm excited to learn more about it as I'm researching into it. But like, it's an exciting topic in general because it's a different challenge in MLS. But again, if there's a one sports league I would put my savings towards, it's probably towards women's soccer. I think I think the opportunity is humongous. Dope. So I think that's a pretty decent preview of what we're going to tackle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess since we're hours away from kickoff, uh, we should probably talk about what happened. Oh, you're talking about MLS is back. Oh, yeah, I am. I did a big sigh on purpose because both both of our... Both of our teams are out. Yeah. RBNY, man... That was a huge choke on their part. And then Atlanta just sucked. 
yeah, throughout. We were, we were, were just bad throughout. In the same group. All right, let's take a step back. What did you think about the overall tournament um, so far? I like it a lot, man. I like the fact that we got in the bubble before the NBA did. Um, you hate it. You don't hate it. You don't hate it. I don't want to say that you hate it. Uh, it's not preferable for you because... But I'm talking about... I like hearing what the players say on the field. Sorry, by it, he doesn't mean the tournament. He's talking no. about audience noise that's added on in broadcast. Right, we've seen in the Bundesliga, we've seen in uh, EPL, like uh, the simulated crowd noise. ESPN's broadcast of some of the games is just like on field. I like it. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. No, I mean, no, no. I, I don't. Like, here's, the, here's the difficult thing. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> like the best way to do it is I think the way that Fox is doing it, Fox Sports is doing it, which is you have the option, right? To turn yep. off the crowd noise. It makes I, a better atmosphere, 100%. There's no argument there. I just like, I remember Taylor Tallman saying it in the very first, very first match of MLS's back being like, <laughs> you're going to hear some language. It was cool for me, man. I just, I just felt like I was... I felt like I was a part of it in a different way. Like you were like a almost like a player on the sidelines. Yeah, you know, like uh, definitely on the bench. Bench. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I think I think the the real MLS nerds can appreciate it, right? right? I think. But what we talked about in the first season of of twenty five stories, the last frontier for Major League Soccer is TV. Mm-hmm. So this and, is not helping their case. Like, I think you want to make for a good spectacle. And in, like, the moments in Major League Soccer, as much as we love it, that makes for good television comes few and far between. Right. It's going to be, like, El Trafico. El Trafico is, like, one of those you're, like, it's much CT, like, must-see TV. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, you have to go watch it. And part of that is, like, the ambiance and stars and like and the beef between teams and, and like yeah the vibe of the atmosphere goes a long way and el trafico on mls's back I, we watched it right didn't yeah. feel the same though no it felt like a scrimmage i mean it was like a it was fun to watch mm-hmm. but like it did not have the same gravitas to it right right compare that to we just watched um christian pulisic go crazy off the bench on the chelsea game yeah i'm not that bench player I'm not yeah, that kind of bench player. But like <laughs> the EPL, again, no one's in the stands. Right. But like the, when you're watching it on TV, they have crowd noises and they're like, as soon as he scores, you know, they do a crowd noise that reflects that. Mm-hmm. And we like jumped off of our, where we were sitting. And also it was just quality play from him. It was totally, like totally. But like, him. I think, I think what it's a giant, it's a giant miss in my part. But that being said, I mean, like, but I don't... You have to consider, before before that, you have to consider that England is a small nation. So, like, these games are being played actual home away. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know, maybe not. Like, are they using stadium-specific crowd noise? Like, No, I think, I think it's, like, it's It would be engineered. cool if they, like, recorded the next, like, when things are, quote-unquote, back to normal. Like, if they recorded the next specific like lefc chance yeah and then they recorded like atlanta chance and like you know or i mean i think i saw this on twitter andy edwards i think wrote it was like um 
you know, maybe there's a way you can simultaneously take the because you know they they are taking video screens of fans watching it and mm-hmm. putting it on the game, right? But like maybe the more interesting way of doing it is actually miking fans as they watch it on their streams and picking a hundred people and like trying to take that noise. But that live. that's so much monitoring. You know, you gotta like, yeah. There's yeah. Then you have to monitor like what fans are saying and there's a lot there's just a lot of complications but yeah but like i like pre-recording supporter clubs ah okay that makes more sense right you can you can probably do that i mean you just you need to make good television and like i will say um not just not all of his audio right like Mm -hmm. playing in the worldwide of sports looks doesn't look like a stadium no it doesn't it looks like a practice field because it is sort of a practice field right and so like that's what i was kind of alluding to before was like these games are like that was being played at anfield in liverpool right yeah yeah so like it it that adds to the atmosphere too yeah totally totally i i in the visual look of it um but i i do think audio goes a long way i mean there's a reason why people had you know laugh tracks in sitcoms yeah that's a fact yeah you got me there you know what i mean like it's it's you you ever try to watch Friends or something without a laugh track? It's not funny. I don't watch Friends in general. I'm offended that Friends is the first thing you brought up. I'm just can we, can we at least do How I Met Your Mother? Can we start there? That's a good show. Your, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they have a lot. They definitely have laugh track in there. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you put a laugh track in there, right? It's like yeah. I think it adds adds to the ambiance, especially when you don't have a live audience there. But listen, that we just spent a lot of time on the TV quality of the. I think the actual. Uh, yeah, let's matches, go back to the game games. Okay. The matches have been fun. San Jose has been really fun. I am picking. I'm saying this now. Yeah. I'm saying this now. I picked underdog San Jose to win the whole thing. Uh, in your bracket. In my bracket, yeah. Like you picked them before the group stage or just after? No, no, no. no because you weren't allowed to pick until ah, the group stage right, right. was over. They made you do group stage first because I think they were anticipating FC Dallas already not coming in, and then um, ah. Uh, Who's, um, Nashville. Nashville up in the air. Yeah. So I think they're prepping for that. And then the way the groups worked out, they were able to even out all the groups into four, right? Yep. And then on the site, it said uh, your predictions for group A and group B don't count because there's no way you could have. Got it. Right. Um, yeah, but I'm picking San Jose. Got it. Yeah. Um, I think... San Jose has been a ton of fun. I think, like, in Orlando, a couple things stand out. One is you're basically in preseason form, right? So they've gone a really long time without, um, without like, uh, without being competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So having consistency, I think, matters. And San Jose has a lot of consistency from the year before. Right. And then, two, it Strength is Strength of hot. squad. Yeah. It's hot out there. It's super hot. I mean, the the water breaks are a necessity. Yeah. Five subs seems like a necessity. Yeah. People, so that's why I'm saying strength of the full squad is a little bit more important because you have those two extra subs. And fitness. And and fitness is a huge thing always. Um, talking about fitness, like we just saw, we just saw that one one draw between uh, LA Galaxy and Houston. Oh yeah. That, they ran saw out of them gas both event. out <laughs> and then got NYCFC in um, with that result. But, like, you know, to talk about fitness, it was like there was, like, legitimately five chances 
for both LA uh, for both LA and Houston once we got into injury time like 90 minute plus yeah like five legitimate chances per team but they were so gassed they just couldn't finish any of those chances yeah everybody yeah. was so gassed it was crazy yeah and that's why I like your San Jose pick because San Jose they're famous for being really fit because they play that full a man-to-man mm-hmm. defense right and so it's a it's a good pick I think um the but other they would have to in order to even reach the final they would have to with the, the way the brackets working out they would have to take down Columbus I believe and I think Columbus is the other one that's like looks super impressive yeah and and um with like rotating rotating their starting lineups a lot like everyone looks really Zellerion looks great Nagby's on fire Zardes looks good three passes um Kylo Porter is like you know has his team together it's tough to say like how much of it is honestly I mean they beat on Cincinnati um and then they beat our teams Atlanta and RBNY Mm -hmm. and you know it's tough to say how much is it that Columbus is really good versus RBNY and Atlanta being not great at all. Um, yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing to bring up. Yeah, but you can only play the teams that you're are in front of you, and they like when I say they dominated. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think it reflected on the scoreline at all. Yeah, they yeah. dominated. Like there was like I watched the RB like Red Bull New York game. We were not in that game. Yeah, like Columbus it was two nothing result. But it didn't look like there was a chance. There wasn't a chance. And uh, Columbus-Atlanta was a 1-0 result. Didn't for a second look like there was a chance. Yeah. Yeah. They dominated. So that I think those two are the teams that were impressive. Um, shout out to Cincinnati, I think. Getting two wins for that club That's is pretty huge. Big. That's pretty big. I mean, I've been looking at other people's lists for their predictions. I don't, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. Uh, Matt Doyle had Cincinnati coming out. That group. Well, Matt Doyle is Matt Doyle, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, Cincinnati and then Vancouver with the last, the last minute, yeah, uh, two two nil result to get. And and honestly, I I was watching the beginning of that game. It didn't seem like Vancouver was anywhere near. Well, scoring. I mean, the controversy is that there was a forty five minute, there was a ninety minute delay. There's something yeah, crazy. With the lightning. Like that. Yeah, that delay must have really helped them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They did not look like they were going to score at all, um, yeah. and they came out. I think they had four shots the entire game, scored two of them, and now they're in. But like, I think for again a team that's like kind of in a full rebuild, that's a great momentum builder, regardless of what happens in the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to do any predictions on this round? Run through, run through all the games. Yeah, let's uh, let's pull up the uh, round of sixteen. Yeah, and you know what? I think I'm going to do the same on my phone. Um, just to show my picks, which I have uh, probably already forgotten. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pick them up. The first game, um, first game is tonight at eight, which is uh, Orlando versus Montreal. Orlando and Montreal. I think. Uh, I th- I think I have Montreal pulling uh, pulling the victory here. Why is that? I think. Now that they've survived, I think uh, Henri and Co. kind of get it together. I know Orlando looks pretty good right now. Yeah, they look. They decent. really do look pretty good. Yeah. But... Shout out to Orlando. I mean, they probably had their best week as an MLS franchise ever. They uh, top of their group. Plus, they're kind of 
spiritually hosting this thing. They're, they're spiritually hosting it. They're yeah. top of the group. And as well as Atlanta and Miami mm-hmm. out without a single point. I mean, that's a, it's a great week for them. All right. So you have uh, Montreal. Next one's Philly, New England. Philly, New England. I have uh, Philly advancing. Yeah. I think Philly hasn't looked good, but have has gotten results. Not but, all there, but I think they're still themselves. Yeah, and they I think it's like going to start clicking for them. All right. Um, uh, hold on. I'm still trying to pull up my list here. Sorry about that. No good. Uh, Toronto FC, NYC FC. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto is good. I think they kind of gave up a point, gave up a few points um, with lax defending, but I think you know they were rotating their defense um, a lot. I don't see them rotating as much in the knockouts. Mm-hmm. Um and so if their defense is on point, I think they, they're favorites to beat NYCFC for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, sporting Kansas City, Vancouver. This is a really dumb pick for me, but I'm going to do it. I say Vancouver rides the momentum and, <laughs> and beats SKC in a, like a very disappointing on SKC's part, like 0-0 draw on penalty kicks or something like that. Listen, if you're picking an MLS bracket and you don't have some sort of upset like this, you know... Yeah, you know this league. You You know know this league. league. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. Um, San Jose, Real Salt Lake. Obviously, I had uh, San Jose advancing. Yeah. I mean, Real Salt Lake also looks good. Um, See if Rosnack is... I know he's injured, so... He's a key piece. But, um, yeah, I think San Jose, from a fitness standpoint, I think is mm-hmm. really good. The big, the marquee matchup in the first round is Seattle LAFC. Who do you have? I know what happened last time. Yeah. Um, last season. Yep. But one thing I've noticed about LAFC, um, they seem to be progressing and learning from their past, right? Yeah. Like they've they've moved on from the whole El Trafico situation where they couldn't manage to beat the LA Galaxy. Right. They moved they, on from that. They destroyed them. Yes. And um they moved on from specifically when they moved on from that was beating Zlatan and Co in the playoffs, right? Mhm. But then underestimated Seattle as most of us do. True. Um, and this was a hard one for me because I want I want to say Seattle wins. You know? But did you pick Seattle? I did not. I think I picked LAFC. The disrespect. Yeah, the disrespect, man. And I, I, I get it. And I get I, I get I, that feeling, you know? Um, That's going to be a fun game, though. They just... LAFC just seems like they're really, really playing well even without Vela right now. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know. That one's up in the air for me, man. That was a coin toss for me. Novella, no problem. BWP looks like a younger yeah. version oh, of himself. Man, BWP man. is so good. I can't believe we let him go. I know. Um, I know, man. But Jordan Morris has been playing out of a skull. So, like, as, I think... As per usual. Yeah. And and the LAFC defense has not looked super stable. Right. It's just the fact that they just they could just put the ball in that so many times in a game. Yep. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. Yeah, that'll be. That's the. That's. I think that's going to be the best game. Yeah, I'll it's on. That. It's on FS1, so there'll be fake crowd noise there for the ambiance, which will feel very real. <laughs> yeah. um, Columbus, Minnesota. Uh, 
going back to what I said earlier on this cast, um, my apologies. Uh, there is obviously a chance of Minnesota beating Columbus. Yeah. So even if I pick San Jose winning the whole thing, they might not have to play Columbus if Columbus uh, bows out early, but I do have Columbus advancing out of the 16. Like I said, Columbus looks really good. Minnesota has also looked good. So let's let's give them props there. Yeah, definitely. Um, they looked really good. The thing is, like, they don't have Ikapara, who's a you know defender of the year caliber player. Yep. Um, and at a certain point, that should catch up to you. But, like, hey, if Minnesota beats Columbus, I wouldn't be surprised. And the last one in the first round is Portland-Cincinnati. The disrespect, man. It's one of those things, like, I want to believe with Cincy, but uh, I got Portland. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, the betting I think lines, the Cinderella ends there. The betting lines for Portland are pretty strong. But I will say this. I mean, um, Portland is at its best when it can counterattack. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they're not going to get a chance to counterattack with Cincinnati. Cincinnati doesn't want the ball. They'll be happy with 25% possession. They really, they really, really... I said this to you when we were driving the car Yeah. after uh, the day after RBNY got knocked out. I was just like, man, they really got Bob Bradley'd. <laughs> uh, reference to USA 2 nothing over Spain Confed Cup. Right. Yeah. Like it was basically like rope a dope. It was rope a dope. It was rope a dope. It was like uh, absorb all this pressure. You're not breaking in a back line of seven players. <laughs> you're not, not even, not even breaking in. You're not even coming close. Like yeah. your best chances are like from forty yards out. Like, um, and that's that's what you're gonna have to break down against Cincinnati. Um, now, uh, Portland has the players to do it. Valeri is OG, mm-hmm. um, and Jerome, Jerome. Uh, Bobasi has been awesome. Yeah, Bobasi's been good. Um, good. We'll see if he starts. That's always the question, but like he's been really good. And um, so they have the players to do it to break it down, but that's not necessarily their style. So it'll be. I think it's less straightforward than what the betting lines say it is. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting round. It starts tonight. Um, All right. Hopefully, we have this podcast out right before the game starts um so it's not super outdated but um it's a, been a fun tournament i'm sure we'll do another bonus ode when this tournament is either at the semifinals or finals you know what man since this is more of an announcement than an episode yeah i, I don't think i don't feel the need to add a simulated crowd noise of music <laughs> that begins at the beginning of this and then finishes out okay nice. so yeah i'm just gonna bounce this and then hit the mp3 and then you can just Send it out there. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right, man. Well, I think I think that's all we want to say. We just kind of want to announce season two is coming out. Um, yep. And we're on, at work at it. Um, hopefully, keep a lookout for that first episode in a few weeks. Yeah, and uh, just more on a, a, just a general thing, not even soccer related. You know, please just stay safe out there, guys. And, you know, do what you have to do. Stay home. Wear masks. All that good stuff. Um it's going to take everybody to beat this thing. Right? 100%. 100%. All right. I'll see you guys later. See you.